We'll talk to Graham Couch, opinion maker, Lansing State Journal, also co-host of the Couch and the Rube podcast. Look for it wherever you download podcasts. He's standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, my man? I'm well. Uh, Izzo, man, uh, you know, after they go to Happy Valley, they go to Ann Arbor, the rivalry game, I'm looking at their schedule and I'm thinking, you know, they could finish strong here. They could play their way up towards a six, maybe even a run all the way to a five if they'd win a couple of games in the Big Ten tournament. And then, you know, here's the Iowa game. And then I just I can't figure out. I watched that thing start to finish yesterday. It was you, you almost could feel it coming even when they led by 12. Yeah, you know, and I haven't seen um, – this is one – I haven't seen a fan base sort of turn on Izzo quite like this. And, and to some degree, fairly so. I really thought that they screwed this one up. And, uh, look, the Tyson Walker didn't shoot well. Neither did Jaden Akins. Those veterans have to have a, you know, pull-you-by-the-collar mentality and – figure out how to get things done. And, and, and I don't know that they have that in them, but you know, the, when you go with those lineups with multiple bigs with Cooper and Tosoko with Cooper Kohler and, you know, and then also with Cohen Carr on the court and you don't have enough offense or enough shooting or it, it, you know, things can get stagnant and they went to that and they didn't go back to Xavier Booker and, and look, Xavier Booker is still very much a, a player who's developing. Uh, he gets the start yesterday, which was like Christmas for every Michigan State fan who had been dreaming of that. He played pretty well. Um, you know, there are things he doesn't do. He goes for a block, gives up a, a putback or an offensive rebound. You know, there, there are flaws to his game. And and then in the second half, you know, he only plays five minutes and then doesn't see the court again. And you're talking about somebody who stretches the floor, who changes who they are offensively. And so when an offense gets stagnant, not to go back to that, I, I thought was weird. Um, and I know Izzo's explanation for it was that, um, you know, he thought that some of the ball screen stuff that Ohio State was running was, was trouble for Booker compared to the other bigs. But that's harping on one detail when, you know, your other bigs have other details that they don't do as well. And, and what you really needed was to get that offense restarted. You scored seven points in 11 minutes. And I, I was I was puzzled by his decision to do that, and, and I think it, it cost him. I think Carr and Booker. Uh, give them athleticism that they haven't seen with bigs. Boy, I, you know, long time ever. We could, again, they're only freshmen. I'm not going to, you know, anoint them, you know, lottery picks just yet. But for for a team that has veterans that aren't super athletic outside of Walker, who are great college basketball players, not great, but solid, like Hoggard and Malik Hall, and to not – inject more I, you watch the first half yesterday uh with booker and you're like and he disappears in the second half because he doesn't get minutes i i don't understand it and another thing that i'm noticing with this team that when they push it and play up tempo basketball like when they beat illinois 88 80 i think they're so much better i think their athletes and their team fit that more than half court hoops and, you know, and that's one of the problems is when they're not a great rebounding team. So they got out rebounded yesterday. When they can't rebound, it's hard to run. You know, and uh, that's been a problem for them all all season. The games where they rebound well enough, they can run. And 
Um, yeah, you're right because they are. I mean, AJ Hogard on the break, that you know, Aikens on the break. Those guys, that's that's where they're at their best, and obviously that's where Cohen Carr makes his best impact. Um, you know, and, and the problem with Carr right now is that he is a fairly limited player in terms of he doesn't really shoot much. You know, isn't going to create anything off the dribble for you. And so while he's valuable, and I think you, he can be an impact player. You, he has to be in there with the right lineups, and 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 that lineup is not having two big men in there who don't give you those things, right? I mean, it, it doesn't work. And and if they want to play him at the three, that's okay. But it needs to be with Malik Hall or Booker in the game, two guys who give you a little offense. And I think those are just the, I mean, those are the mistakes they made. And and you know, Beeline said it on the the Big Ten uh, post-game broadcast, the idea of playing two bigs, and the MSU had gone that way. And Izzo struggled with that at times over the years, I think, when he's had teams that haven't reached their potential. Um, I go back to the 2017-18 team. There was a 30-win team, Miles Bridges' sophomore year. Jaron Jackson's on that team. But they never quite uh, seemed to hum along like they should have at times. And part of that was they had a couple injuries to big men the year before, so they came back, and they just had too many of them. And they moved Bridges to the wing. He was better at the four in college. And it just, it was, it never, it just never quite worked. And, and I think, you know, Izzo likes to defend and rebound in there, but um, the offense uh, yesterday needed to be a priority. And, and it, it, it was costly because you're right, now they're in a spot where, you know, to be safe, they've probably got to win two more games yep. total between now and the end of the Big Ten tournament. And, you know, they, they've got, uh, you know, a Northwestern team at home that, that they should beat. If they, but they should be, you know, you thought Iowa and Ohio State. They've got Indiana that's a wounded bad team, but that's still at Assembly Hall, final game of the year. And, and then you got the Big Ten tournament. They'll play on Thursday now for sure. So, you know, you'll face an opponent. You should beat there. And they've just got to win. they got to win two or do something at Mackey Arena, which is unlikely. Uh, is those frustration when you have a preseason number four team in America, not just the Big Ten? We're talking in the country, a team that the offseason said this might be the year with the influx of youth, with the returning veterans, with the depth that this might be Izzo's coveted second national championship. And now you're a bad game away from being on the bubble and possibly ending that NCAA tourney streak. What, what do you think's going through Izzo's mind right now? Yeah, it's um, well, it's a good question. I, I think they know they they messed up with not bringing in another big. You know, they know that, that at this point they thought they were good. they thought Booker was like a little further along. They knew he wasn't quite ready to you know take over early, but they thought he was a little further along. They thought they didn't know Kohler was going to get hurt. They thought Cooper would take another step and, and Sissoko would be a little bit better. I think they thought they'd be okay at the five. And and that ultimately is the story of this season. If you took, you know, with, with they they are a flawed roster, but the other four guys are really good college basketball players. And if you put Xavier Tillman, for example, with those other four guys, you're one of the contenders to win a national title. You know, and so that, that it's the five spot that, that that really let them down. But what was just weird about yesterday is, you know, if it, when he starts Booker and then it goes pretty well. They've got a 10-point lead when Booker goes out for good. If he just comes back in the game for five minutes of those final 15 minutes and they find a way to win, the conversation today is completely different. It's that now they've got this this weapon in their tool bag that's uh, 
a little different that, that gives them a chance to elevate who they are and, and what can happen now. Like the whole conversation is different. Instead, it's, you know, all I'm hearing is, you know, does Izzo even recognize who should be on the floor and, and those sort of things. And that's, you know, obviously coaches see lots of things that the fans and media don't. Um, but yesterday seemed pretty obvious and there's nothing more insulting to somebody who covers the team or more importantly to people who follow and care about the team than coaches acting like they know more than you and doing things that don't make sense. And that's what yesterday felt like. And I think that's why a lot of people are bothered. And the one lingering question that's out there compared to previous years when it's Jaron Jackson and it's Izzo's timetable on when somebody's ready and it worked out with Jackson who has gone on to a great NBA career making a ton of money. Uh, but you have the transfer portal, and you have you know, a guy saying, I don't know why I didn't go back in, or you got Carr, and you have Booker who are highly recruited, who have NBA potential, and I use that uh, word loosely, that you're a head coach now, and the year ends, and they're like, man, I didn't play. Maybe I'm going to look elsewhere, or you got NIL money now. Go ask Michigan about Hunter Dickinson, and him ended up in Kansas. It's and I look at Izzo, and he looks frustrated, and I just – the time, the game hasn't passed him by. People trying to tell me that, I'm like, be quiet. No way. But it's it's a different animal, and it's a delicate balance when he had all those veterans coming back. Because this team – could you imagine if they had Hauser right now? That He'd be the perfect guy they needed. Yep. Perfect. No doubt. And, and it, I think what's frustrating – the, the, the fans is that a lot of this sets up really well for Izzo. You know, Michigan's got a basketball problem, and it's bigger than Juwan Howard. It's they don't have an NIL. Uh, you know, they don't have NIL as a great resource. They have problems with transfer admissions in a world with a transfer portal and NIL are driving everything. Michigan basketball is in trouble. Michigan baseball, uh, Michigan State uh, basketball has NIL. That's not going to be a problem. They've got you know a payroll of several million. They've got um, you know. Xavier Booker is well, well compensated, making a lot more than, than Hunter Dickinson did at Michigan. And so they're actually set up to do that well. I mean, if Jaron Jackson played today, I think he would have done a second year in Michigan State because he would have been making a million dollars. And he, he nearly stayed anyway. So I think what's frustrating is it feels like to people that everything is there for Izzo and MSU to really capitalize on this new era, um, including the transfer portal and going to get a big man the NIL capabilities that are there because they've got people like Ishbia who really care about hoops and, you know, and, and, and St. Andre and those guys. And, and, and so, that, and they're just not quite doing it. I, I do think if Booker sticks around and, and I have no evidence that he won't, he seems like a pretty smart, well-adjusted kid who hasn't shown any uh, sign that he doesn't want to be there or he's unhappy with Izzo. Uh, he's got a chance to be a really special player next year. He's the only, I would say, likely you know first round pick on the roster right now and um and perhaps even likely nba pro but you know they've got you know they've got a chance to be really good again next year and look different and and uh have some interesting pieces and but i think what people have lost a little bit is is a little bit of the face that that is oh can get it done and and will make the moves to get it done i i still think he has his fastball i still think he's um, very capable of, of winning at the highest level, but um, you know he, he sounds stubborn. So even if he's thinking about all these things, that's not coming across. 
And the finish will be important. Uh, not only Big Ten regular season, but winning at least maybe one game in the conference tournament. Might need to win two if they don't take care of business. Maybe go one and two here uh, in the last three. Graham Couch, opinion maker, Lansing State Journal, Couch in the Rube podcast. Search for that wherever you download podcasts. Graham, always appreciate your honesty, your opinions, and we'll talk soon. Sounds great.